Welcome to the Builders Podcast, episode 86, Melaine Mullings. Endurance, understanding who you are, and emotional intelligence. Before we jump into this episode, please subscribe to this podcast, hit that notification bell if you're on YouTube, and after a listen, please give us a thumbs up, like, and share, if we've earned it. With your help, we can reach more people and deliver these valuable from the trenches lessons to those that need it. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another The Builders. Today, we are joined by Melaine Mullings. Melaine is an author of a book called Lemonade. Uh, she has a consulting business. She's been in business for years. She's even sold a business, I believe. And uh, she's also a cancer survivor. And that story weaves into a lot of the rest of her story and even the book and what she does and helping others. Um, I believe a lot of what you do, correct me if I'm wrong, is uh, help people find their purpose and their meaning and all that. Is there anything else you'd like to add to that? I am just passionate about helping others live the fullness of their life's purpose and create impactful, sustainably successful businesses. So that's, yeah, that's probably what I would add to the back end of that is really Love helping it. people thrive and succeed and enjoy the lemonade of their success. Enjoy the lemonade of their success. I love it. That's beautiful. All right. Well, so on the builders, we like to talk about people's stories, entrepreneurial stories or business stories and all the stories within our lives uh, related to business and entrepreneurship. Um, so let's let's start there. I, I would love to hear a little bit about your background. Um, I'm always interested to hear how somebody became an entrepreneur. What inspired you? Was there an event or a person in your life that inspired you to become this amazing entrepreneurial person you are today and author? So um, my story is a little convoluted. It's not the traditional entrepreneur story. Um, I did not have designs to uh, become a business owner at all. I was a um, cancer survivor. Or I am a cancer survivor. And at 17, I was diagnosed with leukemia. And oh, really I went young. Yeah. very, yeah, very, very young. Uh, right after high school, I... Um, you know, my hospitalization was incredibly uh, stressful experience for me. Uh, clinical care that I received was world-class, but the emotional care was absolutely substandard. There was a nursing mm. shortage in the city um, where I was a patient. Now, being a patient, I didn't know that, Matt. I just thought that, you know, the care that I'm receiving, what's happening? Is this what it's like to be hospitalized for an extended yeah. period of time? Um and so at that young age, that emotional, uh, the lack of the emotional care that I received while I was hospitalized really transformed me uh, and changed me for years after. And I left that experience. Thank God I experienced a uh, miraculous recovery. Um, yes, cancer free ever since. <laughs> right, um, right. So from that experience, though, I... I dealt with a lot of survivor guilt afterward, not understanding why I made it and others didn't. I really mm. wanted to create meaning from the experience. And so I came to a crossroads moment that I write about in the book. And I said, you know, 
this is just, I want to live a life of purpose and meaning. And I just felt, I'm a Christian, born and raised, and um, I just had a, a moment where I wanted to just lean on my faith, and I surrendered to God in that moment, and I just felt very impressed with the uh, notion that if you're going to do something for eight hours a day, Malene, this should be something that you're passionate about. And I thought, wow, in this crossroads moment, I'm crying, I'm stressing, and I receive this. I thought, okay, the only thing I really care about is that no other patient goes through what I went through when I was hospitalized. And so I said, okay, well, I thought I had terrible nurses. And so I said, let me become an RN. Well, Matt, when I became an RN, I realized that the care that a nurse can uh, deliver to a patient when they have four is very different than the care that you can give to patients when you have 11. Right? Mm, yes, yes. So I realized yeah. it wasn't the nurses that were terrible. It was the system that created that problem. And so once I realized that as an RN, I was never at peace as a nurse. I went through another experience of burnout. And I thought, what can I do? I'm not addressing the reason why I became an RN. And so through a convoluted um, set of circumstances, once again, I surrendered to an understanding of what I felt God was leading me into, which was address the issue of the nursing shortage in your area. And that's why I started my business. I did not know one thing about business, Matt. I had never taken a business class, very little capital when I started, but I had purpose and I had an understanding idea. Okay. of, yeah. yeah. And so that passion to address the nursing shortage is what drove me through the ups and downs and round and rounds of the entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. And there are a lot of them. I, I, I can really, you know, my, and to cut you off, but my, uh, my wife's an actual nurse as well. Lauren. She has been for like over 30 years, 30 years or so. And uh, can relate to the shortages and the, or right. the just um, it's not the nurses. It's right. You know, she would be happy not to be a nurse at this point, <laughs> just <laughs> even where she's at now. Um, it's a little hard to change that career, you know, later. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot there, and and it's kind of interesting how you you t how you're seeing problems and you're looking to be the solution for those problems and make it your your purpose. It's interesting. Right, and I think the reason why I did Matt was because of what I endured. Yeah. So had I not endured it, I might just be a nurse still working in the system and, you know, navigating the environment and the process and, and just mm -hmm. the job. But because I had been a patient in a nursing shortage, so I mm -hmm. knew what and I knew what I had struggled with for over a decade, that emotional toll of that lack of um, connected care to a patient, especially a young patient like myself. Um, so that really drove me to want to really help others. Um, and again, address the reason why I came to the profession in the first place. Right. So now you're, you, so what is the business that, uh, uh, once you realized it was a shortage, you started a business to address that shortage. What, what was that yeah. business? That was a nursing recruitment firm. Okay. And so what we did is we recruited nurses from all over the world to work in small communities in Canada that were experiencing a shortage. So I wanted to address the nursing shortage in the areas with the greatest need. So the mm -hmm. areas that were having um, difficulty for a significant amount of time recruiting staff. 
So yeah, we, we helped to bring um, nurses to areas that needed staff. And we also were helping nurses because the nurses that we were placing in those communities were having a hard time finding jobs as well. So we're addressing a need on right. both ends. So yeah, it was very rewarding um, and really moved me into the direction where I am now, which is helping other small business owners. Now I own, I sold a business uh, successfully uh, after nice. 13 years of operation. Yes. Thanks be to God. It was just an absolutely <laughs> entire process. Was, was that planned or was it uh, just uh, an opportunity that came about that somebody wanted to buy your business or, or how did that work? Great question. Because when I started the business, Matt, um, I had an intention to sell it after five years. I wanted mm. to basically prove a concept to the healthcare industry that you can find nurses to address the shortage. And I did it from a nurse's perspective. And so I wanted just to show the industry it can be done and then sell it. Well, I didn't dream that it would take longer than five years to prove that concept. <laughs> um, but I, I wanted to uh, sell it. And then my desire was always to now take the lessons that I learned in building my business to help other business owners and help other individuals live their life purpose and create businesses from it, successful businesses from it, businesses that can have impact. So that was always my plan, and it was actually my plan from the beginning as well to write the book. So my oh. business book, it is uh, it has somewhat of a different perspective because it's written almost real time as I am learning the lessons of building my business. I was writing the chapters of my book. Oh, nice! So it really um, dives into you know how to build a sustainably successful business from the beginning. And what are those pillars that need to be in place to have a strong foundation for sustainable success? So as I learned the lessons, I was writing. And so the chapters really reflect that um, from the beginning until sustainable success, what the process looks like of building a strong business. Well, it, and this was your, the, the nurse, the nurse recruiting business. Yes. Um, that was your first business, correct? Yes. Yeah. Because you were an RN before that. Yes. So you have some kind of natural gift for your first <laughs> business to be a super success and to learn those lessons. And somehow even you must have had challenges in there. You were overcoming yeah. things. You were learning. You were reading. You were yeah. trying probably finding mentors or whatever you were doing. Yes. And somehow learning those lessons as you went and you just kept, I mean, you had the, the drive to, to do it. That's amazing. Because not ever, and I could speak for now. I've gone through. I've been running businesses for decades, a mm -hmm. uh, number of them, and not all of them did well. Right. They or did, ended well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's you know great. What, Matt? Congratulations! Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm telling you the story at the end. Right? Yeah. Yes, at the end, it was successful, and I was able to sell it and now start my um, business management consulting firm. But it took me three and a half years to make my first dollar, Matt. Mm. Okay. And I sank okay. into $300,000 of debt. Oh, wow. Okay. That so, yeah, it sounds great at the end. And isn't that, <laughs> you know, the interesting thing about when we listen to success stories? Yes. Um, and that, that is really my, I guess, uh, soapbox now um, that I have this book is really helping individuals understand the journey of entrepreneurship um, yeah. and how to endure it successfully. 
and what that looks like because it success is not you know upwardly linear at all <laughs> so there was a lot of you know years of valleys um challenges and in those three and a half years before i made my first dollar i um had to wake up every day and hear no 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 and hear on you know the phone in the other room um i would work from home a lot in the beginning and I would have the phone under my pillow while I was in my home office and it's ringing, ringing, ringing creditors all day long, you know, mm. wanting to come take my condo, my car. I mean, it was just, and I'm sitting there, have to get up and work and smile. And so absolutely, yeah. it was not a yeah. simple or easy journey. And the book, I really dive into what that endurance through the, up, you know, challenges and, and, and um, the ups and downs, what that looks like, because when mm -hmm. you ride the highs and then you think it's always going to be like that, now we're all we're going to be successful. It's a process. And that, that process takes time, you know, in order to transition to sustained profitability. So yeah. it sounds great when I say it in the end, but it was a very well, arduous journey. Yeah. I mean, you, you hear people and, and I'm not the first person to say this, but you always um, here people there, they became this overnight success. They look like they have, but suddenly they're hot. You know, they, it's amazing. They're just, you know, we're born successful. Right. Um, but for almost, for most of us, unless we were gifted some money or, or got lucky, um, it is a, a challenge. And, uh, to hear that you started out, especially in the first few years, uh, racking up the debt and stuff like that. I mean, that's, that's a common story too. And, um, and something they can learn from because i i'm again i over the many over the couple decades um you know i had those moments too where i was i putting things on credit cards and uh racking things up and and then it took me years to recover from that i mean because it has this reverberation this uh, and it's difficult to come back from that right um right. and so so it's it's great to and I this is why I love this podcast because it's great to hear even now with you know your success and where you're at now that it hasn't always been easy and and now you can take those lessons and help others which is which is awesome. Yes, uh, out of out of I I do have one question for okay. you. Um, so through all that, like the, like those years in business, what what do you think was the the biggest challenge you had personally in your business to overcome like that major aha moment that where maybe, maybe even a moment where like things were, you're about ready to close the doors. And oh. <laughs> I mean, you, obviously in the first few years when you're in that debt, but right. was there any other challenges? I can say without a doubt, and this is might sound strange, but the greatest challenge was me mm. overcoming me and my, weaknesses, my fears, my anxieties. And the first um, section of my book addresses that in its entirety. And I see that with entrepreneurs over and over and over again, and in my business now as well, that, you know, and, and you just touched on this too, Matt, in one of your comments you made earlier that, you know, you could be gifted with money, you could have more degrees in the thermometer, you could have the greatest team around you. But if you have, as a leader, are struggling um, yourself, right, with doubt and fear and anxiety, you will visit that on your business 100%. So I had to, and, and that is a lesson that I learned early 
that I need to understand what I am, my weaknesses and how they're impacting my business. I had a great business, right? You know, separate to who I was, of course it should be successful a nursing recruitment firm in a time of a shortage, right? If right. I had, you know, the proper knowledge and enough capital and all of these things that we understand technically make a great business, but I was the one that was running it and I had challenges, right? So I really teach um, individuals now how to develop into a leader that can handle the success they're envisioning because we have goals for our businesses. But if we are not an individual that can take it to that level, it's not going to survive. So wow. really helping individuals become a leader that can handle that success is what I think is the greatest challenge for many small businesses. I heard a stat recently that 60% of small businesses are unprofitable. And of that 60, 30% of them are just breaking even. And the other yeah. 30 are actually losing money. So we look at all these businesses and we think all is well, but when we dive deeper into those numbers, 42% of those businesses, there is no, um, there's not enough of a market need for their product or service. 42% of businesses, the reason why they fail is because of that or unprofitable. Mm -hmm. So when we dive into those numbers, why is that? What happened? Right. And I have found in my time as a business management consultant now and just connecting with entrepreneurs over the years is that inner work piece. The first chapter of my book is, is tell yourself the truth quickly. Sometimes entrepreneurs, we just keep going off in a direction because we think it makes sense or whatever else, or we're not telling ourselves the truth about what's happening in our business or what's happening within us. Right. I'm anxious today. Maybe I shouldn't be making this sales call, right? Or, you know, X is happening, you know, in my life or I'm struggling with forgiveness or, you know, whatever the case. But understanding who we are and understanding the, you know, actual happenings within our business, what is the market telling me? And acting on that and having the humility to say, you know what, I need to slow down or I need to back up or I need to hire someone to take care of this or that. So understanding who we are as individuals and our weaknesses and our propensities and how that impacts our business is key. And that was the biggest challenge for me to overcome. And thankfully I, I overcame that early and recognized I need to fix me. Right. And mm, one of the yeah. things I also encourage um, my business management consulting clients is, um, you know, seek out therapy in the beginning of your, your entrepreneurial journey. They say 72% of entrepreneurs suffer with mental health conditions, one or more. So anxiety, depression, um, panic attacks, et cetera. And I, I can put my hand up and say, I had never had a panic attack until I was in my entrepreneurial journey. So, or I'd never had depression. Yeah, yeah. But being in $300,000 of debt over that's, a of time, that's rough. Right? Yeah, that's, that's, so, yeah. You know, it's a lot. And so yeah. understanding that sometimes we need help. We need to address what's happening within us. And yeah, once I turned the corner on that and really started working on myself, I was able to really implement the strategies, the technical strategies of, of creating a successful business because mm -hmm. I was a leader that could handle what I'm envisioning. Yeah. Oh man, there's so much there. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, 
the numbers you you know like those percentages and stuff i mean it it sounds unbelievable but it's it's true even this me witnessing just people i talk to or interact with on a daily basis or um just what you read or just learn i it's i look at um the for me in my business over the years i think that what you what you're saying connects like figure i'm a pretty stoic person i'm pretty much it takes a lot to rile me up i'm you know i'm emotional on emotional on the happy side i try to just stay i I get upset but i try but i've had to learn how to to manage that and i think um i have kind of a background i kind of learned meditation when i was real young and how to how to calm myself and and let things go and all that stuff has played a big part in my character and how I deal, cope with things and deal with things. And sometimes I've even been told like, um, that, you know, that I don't react enough, you know, like you're, you're too, you're too even, (laughs) but it's, but it's by design because I've had, you have to become that way. There's a lot of stresses in a business. I have an agency now that for almost we're in our fourth year and in the beginning, you know, you're, your role changes and the mm-hmm. challenges change as your business right. grows and you're you start hiring a team and all that there's stresses every all the time and it becomes it's not there's not going to be a business where it's not gonna, there's not going to be stresses there's not going right. to be issues um that's just part of part of what it is right. and right. so working on yourself uh is key i mean i'm i'm always I, I do a lot of reading. I'm always reading, I wouldn't say mm-hmm. self-help, but like some maybe crossover self-help business, you know, how to do things or think and and all that. I've done, I've, again, it's been something I've been doing since I was young. I've always been a kind oh, of so reader. Important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From, I think the first, the first self-help type book I read was Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. Yeah, I read that one. In, yeah. In my 20s, I probably read that probably a half a dozen times cover to cover and it's kind of built that foundation and in other Mm. books throughout the years but um you have to find ways that do you when you um uh advise somebody or consult with somebody and help them i mean are you are you finding that a lot of that a lot of these people are needing that to to really start thinking their their outward thinking and they haven't they haven't worked on themselves is that uh in and how do you guide them? Do you guide them? I mean, I mean, obviously through your consulting and coaching and all that, but right. um, do you encourage them to read and, and look for positive yeah. things in their life? Oh, thank you so much for asking this, Matt. <laughs> it's so important. <laughs> yes. When I started, um, and as I mentioned, I didn't know one thing about business, never taken a business class, nothing. I just started with an understanding of my passion and faith that, you know, and actually one Bible text, which was Matthew 21, 22, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe you will receive and faith that God would keep his word. So those are the three, you know, things that I had when I started. That's it. Um, so I was a student of business. I read over 75 business and personal development books. I read the Bible seven times. I read, you know, memoirs of people that had created success. I was just constantly reading because I, I was humble enough to realize that 
I don't know what I'm doing. So I need to yeah. learn from that. To courses, I went to conferences, sales, you know, all sorts of, and that is number, I mean, huge to becoming successful in business is to become a student of business. Mm -hmm. So with my mm -hmm. business consultant clients, that's a prerequisite. We read a book every month. Oh, and nice. talk about um, business books, memoirs, even books that, one of the books I have them progress through, which may sound strange for business, is What Happened to You by Dr. Bruce Perry and Oprah. And it's a book that um, really gained, um, dives deeper into the understanding of trauma and how that impacts the way we show up in the world. And, you know, there's so many powerful statistics there, but recognizing that um, how you're, and I ask all of my business consulting clients when they're reading these books to read them from a business perspective. So have your business hat on and think about, okay, when I'm connecting with a client and things go awry, I don't necessarily have to think, okay, wow, they hated my business idea or whatever, but it's what happened? What's happening for them when a client is, you know, shouting or whatever the case. So recognizing and, and that social awareness, what's happening within me, how am I showing up from maybe traumas that I've endured in the past, right? Or why are my team members, you know, why can't they get along? It, right? So just really unpacking what happened to people, right? Or what's happening in this situation. And that book is every time my clients read it, it's just, I see such a transformation. So I take them through a book a month, business books, personal development books, et cetera. And I really encourage them to understand that becoming sustainably successful, period, full stop, you have got to become a student of business. Um, you touched on something in your comment before that I just want to circle back to is this idea of being even keel. And that is powerful. And yes, everything in balance, because there's things that we need to, you know, progress through in life and business where we need to react, right? And yeah. we need to connect and lean in. Yeah. Um, I have found another book that I take my clients through is Emotional Intelligence 2.0 by Dr. Brett, Travis Bradbury and Jean Greaves. If I had read that book in my 20s, I would have been successful decades prior. Like that really? one book is so, so, so powerful to teach us how to become emotionally intelligent. They say that, I believe the stat is 90% of the um, super successful and those that achieve great feats in life and business are high in emotional intelligence. There's so many amazing. I'm I'm a stat nerd. Which so so, so emotional intelligence is yeah you're a stat nerd. I love it. Um, <laughs> emotional intelligence is uh, define that for for us. What what that is? So there's four quadrants to emotional intelligence. Um, essentially, that we are self-aware. Okay, so that's one. Then we can manage ourselves effectively. So there's a self-management piece. So when we understand who we are and our propensities, our challenges, our weaknesses, our strengths, then we are able to manage ourselves effectively. So self-management piece. Then we can become socially aware. So that's the third pillar. When we're socially aware, we understand what's happening for other people. We understand, um, you know, what's, what's playing into a situation beyond just what we see. That goes into the what happened to you piece, right? Coming outside of what I feel and leaning into what's happening for someone else and how that's impacting their behavior and my ability as a business owner to effectively sell them, 
because it's not always the issues that you know, of my product or my service, it might just be what's happening for them. So it's important for me to be socially aware, to gain an understanding of the actual problem. And then the highest level of emotional intelligence, the fourth quadrant is relationship management. And that's where success is. If I can manage my relationships effectively with vendors, um, investors, my team, my market, that's where the success lies is the ability to manage our relationships effectively. So self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and relationship management. And the book, the beautiful, is a really tiny little book, powerful yeah. book. Um, but it, um, it, 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 one of the things that I love about it is it teaches you how to become emotionally intelligent. Um, it's not, EQ is what it's emotional intelligence yeah. is, is known as. It's not like IQ, which is relatively static you can grow and become more emotionally intelligent over time by continuing to practice and the book teaches you how to do that so i'm not getting any plug from any of these books by the way these are just no but they're going to be added to my list <laughs> i guarantee it <laughs> they yeah. are books that i take my clients through i have read myself i've benefited from them and these are the pillars um, that I believe, as I talked about the inner work piece to develop as an entrepreneur that can handle these dreams we have with our businesses. It starts with building ourselves in these ways. And to answer your question in the most long winded way that I did is yes, reading is key. A hundred percent. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, I want to read more. I always, I always, uh, you know, I, I, I probably read on average, maybe a book a month. Um, mm -hmm. but I'm always like, but you always hear like successful CEOs or, or, or successful people or they like, oh, I read a book a week and like, mm -hmm. I don't know how I do it, but, um, but <laughs> well, that's my goal. Have audio books. Yes. Yeah, yeah I do audio. Have... Yeah. 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 But I, I, one of the things, and thank you for pointing that out, um, that I did in, during my entrepreneurial journey, my first one, um, was comparing myself to other people. And I, I came mm -hmm. to the point really just to stop. This is my journey. This is my process. I'm. Yeah. I'm doing the best I can, so I just continue moving forward the way and and improve slowly every yeah. day. Um, what works for you? But I can say, Matt, a book a month if you're already there. Your leaps and bounds. <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny with me because, like, you know, I I used to read fiction and stuff. You know, decades ago. I'm 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 aging myself today, um, <laughs> but. Uh, when I read, it's always related to business or marketing or, or, you know, self-improvement or that type of stuff. So that's kind of the, everything I'm always reading. Although I'm trying to get into other things like philosophy and stuff. Now I'm once in a while, I turn on, I'm listening to uh, something off the wall. I'm trying to get myself outside of that bound to expand my mind a little bit or something. Um, but you know, it's, it's, uh, but I, I think reading is, is super important. It's not for everybody. Like you said, though, I mean, everyone's, you know, some people don't like reading. I know some people don't like re listening to audiobooks. Like, uh, like my wife, she hates to. Uh, you can't read to her. I can't read. I can't read a sentence to her. She's like, "Don't read it to me. Just show it to me." Um, but yeah. uh, but then others like I, you're probably familiar with Gary V. Uh, I see him around the internet. He's he's around. I know he's a guy that that spouts like he you know he doesn't read. I, I'm pretty sure I heard him say that on a number of occasions where he just does his business, does his thing, talks to people, and and that's where he learns from being in the trenches. And mm -hmm. um, so it's different for everybody. But yeah, well, one of the things I wanted to just uh, touch on here. Um, which I think is a kind of a theme and a thread through this is, 
I mean, I find interesting because I run a team and um, of, of web developers and designers, and I got a VA, I got a project manager, I got, um, you know, uh, and, and so it, relationships and understanding, having that intel, emotional intelligence around things, it, I think is uh, super cr- critical. But I think it's like I think about how you learn those things. I, I don't, I didn't go out. And I'm going to learn about emotional intelligence today or, you know, because it wasn't probably a thing years ago. I don't know. Right. <laughs> but, right. but I feel like through that, my journey takes me from I was a bartender in my 20s for like a decade. Um, and then I was, you know, in sales and then I did this and I did that. And I, all this stuff, I think, kind of I, I just figured it out over time. Right. Um but, you know, and I can read people, I, I feel like I can read emotions and under, but I think it's a lot of it starts with you. Like if, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, um, if you, the more you learn about yourself and yes. overcome your own um, weaknesses and identify those things and overcome them and get better at those things. And, and the more reading you do on mm-hmm. those things, you start to Uh, see it in others and you start to empathize with people more and because when i'm when i'm interacting with somebody it it is not you know like if if they're having challenges my brain automatically thinks you know what else is going on there is there something happening in their life is there um are they having other challenges that is affecting their work or that that type of thing i think is is so critical but i think it starts with just being uh being willing to learn about yourself and get better yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it translates uh, to, you know, okay, I, everyone else around me is a human being too, and has challenges right. and things to deal with. So right. I think that really helps when you're building teams and building a good culture and everything. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, people like to actually come to work and work for yeah. you. Absolutely. Yeah. And I can tell you from owning a recruitment firm for 13 years that I did, one of the powerful ways to create a cohesive team and to ensure retention is that social awareness piece and the relationship management. And you touched on it, having an environment where people want to come to work, they feel yeah. that their employer cares about them and not just a job, but actually cares about them as an individual, cares about their professional development, you know, providing mm-hmm. professional development initiatives for them and a, and a plan for growth within the organization investing in them as an individual and also as an employee that's one of the most powerful ways that you can increase retention right these are simple things it comes back to that emotional intelligence i mean as a society we are very self-absorbed for the most part right so this doesn't come naturally to really lean into you know what's happening for someone else but at the end of the day the more our market feels heard and validated and you know um really we're creating products and services that are what they are asking for versus what we think that they should have right everything comes down to that emotional intelligence piece our self-awareness our ability to manage ourselves once we figure out okay something is not right here and then being able to be aware what's happening in other people and taking action on it in the way that we manage those relationships yeah Um, yeah, that's that's the key. Well, that's I think you know as we're talking, I think about it from the perspective of clients and stuff too that we have, and and how you have to also like as a business person or having clients and and customers or whatever, you have to kind of become like this anchor for them because yes. they're dealing with stuff too. 
Like I yeah. can have a client that is, I think it would be very easy if you didn't have that emotional intelligence or that um, experience or approach to things that it'd be very easy to a client's upset about something and that to you to get upset and that upset that ramps you up and, and right. you start, you know, this argument. And right. uh, what I try to do is when somebody gets upset, I, I want to be that person. That's uh, that is the calm one. Okay. Right. This is the yeah. problem. Okay. Right. We see it's a problem. We're going to take care of that. You know, to be the calming force and everything as well. Cause, Absolutely. cause you, you never know they're, they're having a bad day and they came in and like there's a little, little tiny problem. It's actually just, it's actually not that big a deal, but right. they're making it a big deal, but you have to understand that, you know, and the more you get to know, like I have clients I have really great relationships with um, just like my team, you know, we, I do one-on-ones. I do uh, these, you know, meetings just to get to know them or to when we first meet or we try to have some, you know, small talk and, you know, uh, keep up with each other's lives. That all is, is really, really powerful and can make for better relationships and a better business, um, less stressful too. And a lot of business owners, the idea is that, okay, I need to do these technical things to grow, right? I need to throw this amount of money at marketing. And, and while that's true to a degree, but, one of the most powerful ways to grow a business is through referrals, right? And it's free. So, and yeah. where do the referrals come from? The relationship that you've built with this person and the relationship that they have with your product or service. Is it excellent? Is it addressing their need effectively? Are you as a business owner listening to their feedback? Are you listening to them? If they have a powerful and effective you know, relationship with you and your company, um, and they're pleased with what you're offering them, they're going to organically tell others about you, right? And yeah. great people know great people. So great clients, no other business owner, right? And so um, managing those relationships we have with our clients, we have with our team, coming back to the team, if you treat you know, your team members really well, and then you need to hire for another role, if they're great, they are no other great people, right? And right. so they can you know, send more to you. So. Yeah. One thing I just want to touch on, you mentioned in terms of um, with clients, this, this conversation of emotional intelligence, I, and the little things, um, I can, you know, think back to having conversations with clients where one of them had mentioned something was happening with her granddaughter, just kind of off the cuff. And so I explored that with her. And then the next time we connected, I asked her that first, how's it going, you know, with your granddaughter, et cetera, and then explore that with her. And she, you know, became one of my avid brand ambassadors and told many other executives, right? So it's the simple, simple things. I've had, you know, executives at some of my clients, uh, client organizations, and I'm talking about upper level C-suite executives, you know, talking about other executives, right? And I'm not going to dive into that conversation, but I'm here to listen, right? And just the ability to listen transformed the way that they advocated for me going forward as yeah. a vendor of that business. So just, you know, the emotional intelligence piece, we think it's, you know, well, who cares? And it's simple. It can, that ability to build relationships, those clients, yeah. those, those team members, it will be transformational if we invest in that social awareness piece and that self and that relationship management piece. Yeah. Yeah, it's super important. You make a good point about uh, referrals and because um, you, you always have to think every interaction. I mean, they're taking note of um, what type of person you are, too. And right. uh, if you're right. taking care of them and uh, and that's it is how you get referrals. Um, 
Well, this is this is a fantastic conversation. I feel like we could go on for hours. I always say that though, because <laughs> I love talking about this stuff. Um, anything else we want to add to that or any <laughs> other advice before I close this out? Um, I would just say to your audience, um, really gaining an understanding of who they are as an individual. We've talked about that now at length. Um, once you can really um, unpack who you are, work on the, or you know, really pay attention to the inner work piece um, of building a sustainably successful business, then all of the other, you know, what I call in my management practice, sexy stuff. So the marketing, the you know, sales and all of that, it comes more organically. And at the end of the day, you're able to implement those strategies of building a sustainably successful business, the technical strategies more effectively, because you have built yourself into a leader that can handle the success. So starting with that inner work, taking care of that outer work. And incidentally, these are the two sections in my book, Lemonade, um, to really help individuals create a business that can stand the test of time it really does take these strategies to do so and then the last part of my book is about celebrating and the fact that you you've made it even before you think you have um, i use the example of a diamond <clears throat> that you know diamonds that are extracted from the earth they come from carbon which is the fourth most abundant element in the universe so it seems on its face that it's insignificant you know it's abundant whatever the case but over heat, a thousand degrees Celsius <clears throat> of heat exacted against this insignificant piece of coal and pressure over 725,000 pounds of pressure over time. And when that carbon is situated in the right place, when that heat and pressure is exacted over it over time, then this beautiful um, diamond is revealed that we revere. And so if that's what it takes for a diamond, a piece of coal to become a diamond, as an entrepreneur, expect that it's going to take heat of, and pressure and challenges and stress over time. But if you're continually implementing the strategies of your inner work and your outer work, and you're moving in the direction of your purpose, your success will eventually be revealed. So keep pressing forward, move to into what you are passionate about that's drawing from your own personal experiences, which I talk about in my book as lemon experiences. And if you're moving in that direction and implementing these strategies, success is eventually yours. Success that leads to peace is eventually yours. Love it. Glad I asked <laughs> for those final words. <laughs> that was amazing. So, so if somebody wants to, this, this book's again, this book is on my list. Um, so if somebody wants to find your book, where do they, where can they go get it and where can they find you, uh, or get more help from you on your, uh, I'm sure you have a website out there. Do you have a website? So my author website is my name, Malane Mullings.com. I'm, I'm at, you'll have that in show notes. Yep. Um, so once again, MelaneMullings.com. And on the site, you can uh, order the book. Um, it's available through Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, etc. So it's all on the website. And my business management consulting practice is called AIA Management Consulting. Website is AIA Consulting. And uh, definitely reach out to me. And I would be excited to hear about your business and how I can help you grow it to become a sustainably successful, impactful, purpose-driven business. 
Wonderful. And, and one final note, um, because I'm a web designer, I really love okay. your website. Oh, thank you. Beautiful. Thank you I don't so know who I don't know who designed or built it for you, but I think it's great. <laughs> they did great. They, they did great. Yeah. I'm Good. great team for sure. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining me. Thank you, Builders Crew. Hope you enjoyed this one. Till next time. Thank you. Take, Take care. care. That's all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed that. Again, please subscribe if you haven't already and give us a thumbs up if we deserve it. If you want to comment on this episode's page, provide me with requests on topics for future episodes, or inquire about being a guest, please find your way to thebuilders.fm. You can contact me there or add a comment under these show notes. Now a word from our sponsor, my agency, Unified Web Design. We build custom websites, features, we maintain websites, we work with agencies to fulfill their web design and development needs, and more. If you're interested in our services or are looking for an agency to work with as a partner to build awesome sites for your clients, feel free to reach out to me at unifiedwebdesign.com. There's a handy contact me link at the top, fill out that form and it will open a ticket and that ticket will find its way to me. Thanks for joining me today. We'll see you next time.